Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 235 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. The World Championships is now finished, so we'll discuss the final results. In the questions, we talk about playing practice games in the lead-up to a tournament, bouncing on your toes, and backhand-oriented players. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Uh, morning, Jeff. And uh, yes, it, uh, it's been a big week in table tennis. Yes, it certainly has. And I think we should get straight into the World Championships because that's what everyone's talking about, Alois. What happened in the finals? Yeah, well, unsurprisingly, um, the, uh, the Chinese team... Uh, really dominated in both the men's and the women's, winning them both three, love. So firstly, the men's, I suppose the interesting part was who was going to play, and we had that as uh, our ping skillers question of the day a few days ago. So the men's uh, Chinese lineup was Zhu Xin, Ma Long, and Zhang Ziqi Got a Guernsey at number three. So, uh, yeah, Zhang Ziqi played uh, Yuya Oshima, young guy from Japan, and uh, won 3-1. That, yes. that one game was the only game that China lost in the final. So it was uh, a three-zip overall result to China. Zhu I know. Zing, I wonder if they reprimand him for that, losing a game. Oh, my goodness. Maybe next time they'll put Fan Zendong in. Exactly. Poor Fan Zendong. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. But I got bigger fish to fry uh, later in his career. Indeed. And then the women? Yep, women. Um, 3-0 again, uh, China over Japan. Um, but uh, this one a little bit closer. So Lu Wen first match uh, beat uh, Fukuhara pretty comfortably, 5-6-8. and eight. Uh, But then Li Jiajia um, struggling to, uh, to overcome Ishikawa, going down two games to nil. Um, and I thought, and I think Japan must have thought at that stage, "Wow, we're in this with a with a fight." Third game, eleven nine to Li Jiajia, and then three and five. So um, Li Jiajia hitting her straps later on in that match, and then Ding Ning again, Mima Ito taking the first game eleven eight, but then Ding Ning seven eight and eleven one to wrap up the title, and a three nil victory to uh, to Japan. But I think, you know, the, the real story of this World Championships was was earlier on in these rounds. Um, there was some unbelievable table tennis, as I suppose, especially by England. Um, England making the semi-final, winning a bronze medal, um, which was ab- absolutely unbelievable for, for the English team. Um, knocking over Poland in the first round, 3-2. Then knocking over France, 3-2 in the quarterfinal, and that was an epic match, Jeff. It certainly was. Wow. Um, went right down to the wire, didn't it? Two games all, Japan and England, and then uh, Paul Drinkle versus Leveson went down to the wire again this match, two games all. And then uh, Drinkle led 10-6, four match points, only to lose five in a row and then have to save a match point himself before taking it 13-11, sending England through to the semi-finals. But I couldn't help but feel sorry for Leveson, who was just obviously distraught after the match. 
after fighting back and getting that match point, but just not being able to get the job done. What a match. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, some really exciting results. And uh, and right through the tournament, there were so many 3-2 results and, you know, close matches. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's why I love this scoring up to 11, but that's another point. Um, the other... The other, the, the other story, I think, um, was uh, India's results in uh, the second division. So um, in second division, India winning in both the men's and the women's second division, which automatically promotes them to the championship division for the next world championship. So uh, so in, um, in the men's, uh, again, India having some huge results, um, three one, a uh, three two over. Oh, sorry, three one over Hungary. Then three two over Nigeria. Then three one over Egypt. And in the final of uh, Division Two, beating Brazil three two. And uh, yeah, that's that's as I said, a huge result for India coming through the the Championship Division in the men's, and then in the women's again, um, the. Indian team beat uh, Puerto Rico 3-1, Serbia 3-2, and then in the final beating Luxembourg 3-1. So uh, so India will be uh, a very, very happy country uh, today knowing that their team has qualified for the championship division. And on that, so England at the last championships qualified for the championship division this time and went all the way through to uh, to winning a bronze medal. So, yeah, so big things happening in the table tennis world. But at the top, China, way out ahead. Absolutely. Nice wrap there. And it's still not too late, if you haven't watched any of this, to jump onto ITTV. Just go to the ITTF website at ITTF.com. Click on the ITTV link, and there's a list of all the matches there. Um, take a look. Fantastic table tennis. Great to watch. All right, Alois. Uh, Friday's Pink Skillers question of the day was, does progress happen in a straight line? What were people's thoughts? Yeah, so let me just grab it up. Um, yeah, so Mentor said no. It's called the angle curve. Um, so... Uh, which is interesting. So, uh, so on that curve, though, it seems like you never go backwards. I feel that sometimes we do go backwards, and then sometimes we make big leaps forward. Um, so, Ilya said, "I feel like large amounts of practice, especially of a new technique, bring my level down for some time. Then things click, and I move up, and then down, and so on." Uh, uh, Daniel Webster Hall said, of course not. If it did, then people would be national standard in no time at all. Um, and Pankaj Kaira said, in a period of persistent effort, the skill improves initially, but halts. As sad as it sounds, but a pr- proportional curve would give us a marlong every other day. Um, the bottom line comes down to the ability of a player to improve his potential while he still has time. Um, Matt Massey has put up a little graph for us. I like it, Matt. Um, he said, not for me. My first season hardly moved. So he's got his ranking profile um, and he's got a graph of it that he's uh, put onto our Facebook page for us. And it shows us, um, you know, so initially it was a 
pretty flat line and then it goes up and up and down and up and down. And um, it reminds me of, um, let me just grab it up. It reminds me of, I think it was Marston's comment um, on uh, the uh, blog. Let me, let me just grab it up. Uh, no, it was actually Nigel, I think. No. Uh, yes, Nigel. Nigel, it was Nigel. So Nigel says um, that the the improvement is actually like the stock exchange um, curve. You know, so you, you're going up and up and down and up and down and up and down, but overall the trend is still upwards. So um, I really like that, Nigel. And if you look at uh, Matt's um, curve on um, the Facebook page, you will see it looks exactly like a stock market uh, um, curve. So uh, have a look at that. And I suppose the big thing here is if you do have little dips in your um, progress, don't worry. I mean, it goes up and down, up and down, but eventually the line does look like that and there is improvement. And I also talk a little bit about this on um, my uh, yesterday's Power of Practice um, video. Yes, indeed. Um, and it's interesting, Alois, because I think this applies across the board. I actually posted up um, a, a video by Felix Zemdegs, who some people might know is the world speed cubing champion. And um, he had a, a, a video on his thoughts on improvement. And it also talked about how it's not a, um, a linear fashion, but, you know, there'll be ups as you go along and and it's all about practice. Um, it's a really interesting video too. So if you haven't seen that, jump on our Facebook page and take a look. All righty. Um, let's just go on to today's Pink Seals question of the day, which is what was the outstanding performance of the World Teams Championships? So again, jump on our Facebook page, leave your answer or onto the Pink Skills blog at pinkskills.com and let us know what was the it's what was the outstanding performance of the world teams championships all right and that brings us to everyone's favorite segment this day in history what happened on the 7th of march alloys uh yes um 1876 and this name seems to come up a lot but alexander graham bell patented the first telephone so um Yes, I think it was his birthday the other day. Was it his birthday the other day? I, I, I keep getting confused. Um, I don't I remember uh, Graham Bell's birthday, to be honest. No, there you go. <laughs> you haven't got that stuck in your mind. But um, but also um, a couple of other birthdays of uh, Australian table tennis players, including Aidan Johnston um, from Perth. So happy birthday, Aidan. Happy birthday, Aiden! Excellent. All right. So yeah, it um, we had Graham Bell inventing the first usable telephone, and now on the seventh of March he patents it. it. Yeah, that's what it was. So there you go. Great. All right. Um, now, Alois, let's talk about our power of practice challenge. This is where. We take a skill, either the table tapper, bouncing the ball on the side of the table, or the spin catcher, where you spin the ball up and then have to catch it on your racket, all inspired by Marcus Freitas. If you haven't seen that, check out Marcus Freitas' video. And we've got a competition running where 
you have to practice this for five minutes a day. Um, film yourself and send us some videos every now and again, tagging using the hashtag Power of Practice. And you could win uh, one of three premium memberships. We've got a yearly, a quarterly, and a monthly on offer. Um, and we've had questions. Is it too late to start? Certainly not. Get involved during March. Um, start. Make sure you film your first session. It's great to then see, look back at the progress, um, and start learning one of these skills for your chance to win. And it's just a, a fun thing to do, isn't it, Alloys? Oh, yeah, it has been fun. And... Um yeah, so some people have said, you know, well, what, what's the purpose? The purpose is, isn't really to be able to do a table tapper um, that well. It's, it, I think it's more about learning how to learn and, and um, just starting to think about the principles of, of how you learn a skill. So, yeah, definitely get involved, guys. And we've and um, really impressed to see so, um, a lot of the, um, uh, the videos so far from, uh, from our ping skillers. Um, you know, Daniel Roberts, who's uh, been been on there right from the start and, uh, you know, he's been struggling away, but, but starting to see some really good pro- progress, Daniel. Um, also a speed cuber, speaking of uh, old Felix uh, Zemdegs. And, um, and Jeff, uh, Daniel's best time was 20 seconds for the cube. And, That's uh, pretty yeah. good. And I think his best average was about 30 seconds, but he, he said he hasn't done it for a while. So, you know, maybe you and uh, you and Daniel need to face off in um, in some speed cubing as well. Maybe. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, it has been very interesting um, for me um, as well, the, the progress of the spin catcher. So just to explain what the spin catcher is, so you spin the ball up with backspin and then you've got to catch the ball um, like that. So You're some clearly people... not confident enough to actually demonstrate that live yet, Alois. Um, no, because it would be um, violating my five minutes of practice a day. That's the only reason, Jeff. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> but, um, you seem to be making some good progress on certain days. Yeah, um, yeah, and the stock market uh, curve is really relevant. So um, mine initially from day one to day two was like that my progress um but then after that i've definitely had the little ups and downs but if i look at day one's uh video and look at where i am now there is definitely progress you know like even um yesterday i felt oh it wasn't that great but if you if you compare it to day one you know then then it is uh it is a lot of progress so yeah i think we've always got to keep that in mind don't we you know there will be those little um dips um and um, peaks with your progress yes now alloys i think my skill i do think it is a little bit easier the table tapper that's the one i'm doing but um i've noticed some of our ping skillers trying it have a much skinnier edge than i do which obviously makes it a lot harder for them but great job everyone working on those with the smaller edges i yeah. Found I, yeah i i found i improved really quickly alloys and um then i actually missed a day <laughs> Um, and when I practiced yesterday, my first like three or four rallies were just terrible again. I was missing the edge and stuff, but then when I got focused, I started getting back into it and the, the skill came back pretty quickly, but then I tried to switch over to use uh, one forehand and one backhand and I, I couldn't really do two in a row and I thought, oh, it's the switching that's hard, but then it was like a minute to go and I started trying to practice doing the table tapper with my backhand because I've been doing it with my forehand. And I was really hopeless, could not get 
any on in a row. So I think uh, today I might work on uh, trying to improve the backhand on the table tapper. Really difficult. You would have thought it would have been quite easy, but switching over, like starting again or maybe even worse. Yeah, so you've set yourself a bit of a challenge too with the table tapper to to try and get a rally of five minutes. I think that's, you know, that's pretty tough. But, you know, if you don't aim high, you're not going to reach high. So, um, yeah, so good luck with that, Jeff. And um, it, it it really is interesting to see the progress of, uh, of different ping skillers. So get on there. Um, and you don't have to film every single session. If, if you can fin- film the first one, that'd be great because then you've got a real reminder of where you started. And then just every now and then you can film some or even just film one at the end, um, send it through, upload it to our Facebook page, and uh, you're in the competition. Bang. Power of practice. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So you can upload it to our Facebook page or if you've got a YouTube account, upload it there. Use the hashtag power of practice and let us know about the video or even on Instagram. Do, do some short videos. Great. All right, Alois, it is time for the questions. Are you ready? You've had the weekend to get ready for these questions? I've been, I've been busy on ITTV, Jeff. But Absolutely. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Now, first up, Mike D has jumped on using the Google Q&A app and asked a question live on the show. He says, hi, guys. I'll be playing in a tournament next month. I play twice a week at the club, and sometimes I use practice games to work on my strokes or try different shots. When I do this, I tend to lose more. So should I continue this practice or should I focus more on winning? Yeah, so um, it uh, it always depends on how important the tournament is is as well, Mike. But if let's assume that it is an important tournament for you and you're looking for some good results. It's, it's important now to start to focus more on the things that are going to win you points because um, we need to focus on how to structure your rallies, how to, um, how to win the points. And we always then talk about those first couple of balls in the rally. Practice your serving, your return of serve, your third ball, your fourth ball, you know, those sort of drills um, now become important because that's what's going to win you um, points in the in the match. Also, focus on your strengths. So, um, you know, how do you win points? Work out how you win points and try to practice that combination a lot so that it's really strong in your mind and it's really um, uh, it, you, you have the touch. You know, like as Jeff said with his table tapper. Um, so, when he's doing that every day, he's starting to get better, 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 um, and that's his strength. If he then started practicing his backhand table tapper, you know, coming up to a tournament today, then it's not really relevant. You know, he needs to practice the thing that's going to win him points, and that's the forehand table tapper. So, um, so focus on your strengths now over the next um, little while until the tournament. Focus on um, third ball. Focus on serving, return, um, those sort of early uh, shots in the rally as well. Um, I mean. In the back of your mind, you will always have, you know, the things, that, the technical things that you're working on as well. But, yeah, let's let's now focus on um, how you're going to win points. Excellent answer there. Yeah, so, Mike, yep, focus more on winning um, when you're coming up to that tournament. They're, they're the strokes you're going to be using in a match. The newer strokes that you're losing, that you're working on, if they're not quite ready, you're not going to use them in a pressure situation. 
So focus on them after the after the tournament. All right. Next up is a question from Ilya, who says, I've just watched a match of Peter Corbell against Patrick Francisca. I noticed that Peter often intensely bounces on his toes while Francisca tosses the ball and serves. Why is he doing that? Yeah. Um, something that's become relevant um, over the last month, I suppose, for me, or the last few months, I've been really um, trying to focus on this with um, a few players. It really um, gets you moving and it starts that um, momentum in the rally. So if you're very flat and stable um, to start off with, then it's hard to start. It's like um, it's like a rolling car. You know, if you're, if you're rolling up to the lights, it's much easier to then accelerate and um, and move forward than if you're at a, at a complete um, standstill and then trying to accelerate. So by just being moving, by just getting the toes bouncing a little bit, um, it does become a little bit easier to then move to that next ball. Um, and also this is relevant in between uh, shots. So after you're playing a shot, if you watch the, the top players, they're, there's always constant movement of a little bouncing. It's like shock absorbers. So both both feet just bouncing like that um, and ready to move for the next ball. Um, if you if you play a shot and bang, you're still, then again, it's the uh, stationary car. You've got to um, accelerate and, and start again. So um, have those shock absorbers moving, have the car uh, revving all the time, and uh, then it'll be easier to take off. Yeah, interesting analogy there. Now, is it like, I think there's different styles of returning, but I think most people at the top level seem to be moving slightly, as you said. But some people are like bouncing up and down on their toes the whole time and they look really fast. And then others kind of seem to wait just before someone hits it and take kind of a little a little jump just as the contact happens. Yeah. Is some method preferable? Um, no, it's it's what what you feel comfortable with. Um, yeah, you see the Chinese now players. Um, a lot of them um, will be in their ready position, and then as the ball's going up, they'll be jumping or moving, 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 and they're almost moving to that you know the backhand um, um, side spin flick position um, straight away. So there's that little bit of movement straight away, and then uh, once they're in movement, then the next ball's easy as well. So even if they even if that someone serves. Uh, deep to the backhand, they're ready, they're moving, so and they're ready to jump back into that position as well. So, yeah, just get some get some movement happening. Yeah. I don't know about other people, but for me, I found, like, if you're trying to move too much, it kind of – you're focusing too much on that and getting your feet movement, and it's hard to watch the ball. I, I always found it much easier to kind of just do a little jump just before they hit it when you're returning serve rather than that constant moving. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, some people do the little, um, you know, basketball shuffles, you know, da, 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 before the um, before the, the server. Yeah, I, I don't think that's as relevant, but it, it does. It definitely works for some players. They they like that um, that movement. But yeah, for me, I I do a little bit what you do, Jeff. Just that little um, motion uh, as the other person's serving. Excellent. All right. Uh, great question, Ilya, and good to see you watching top-level table tennis. Great way to improve and just enjoy the sport. All right. Next up is a question from Leonardo, who says, is an aggressive backhand style considered an effective style at high levels of play? 
Yeah, more and more it is now, Leonardo. Um, so, you know, in the 70s and 80s, no. Um, players basically played um, all their strong shots with their forehand, but now um, the backhand is becoming more and more relevant. Um, you know, the line between um, the backhand and forehand changeover has really moved. It used to be over here where people played forehand on this part of the table. Now that line's moved and players play forehand there and then backhand here. And for some players, it's even moved all the way over here. So they're playing backhands um, on more than half the table. So, yes, it, it definitely is relevant. Um, on the return of serve, you know, players are playing backhand on almost 100% of the table. So it's just there and playing a backhand return um, from all over the place. So, yeah, backhand is re very relevant. And it's been mainly because players are utilising their wrist so much more on the backhand side than uh, than on the forehand, and the wrist is um, is quick, so it's easy or it's easier to use the wrist quickly on the backhand than on the forehand um, to to generate the speed off off it um, with a short amount of time and off a you know short back uh, backswing. Yeah, interesting to see the changes. Um... Even back from the table now, people are counter-looping with their backhand side. Um, saw on Instagram some great rallies by Liam Pitchford back from the table, hitting great backhands. Um, yeah, so, I mean, in all aspects of the game, it is it is becoming a lot more um, powerful and a lot more um, used. Yeah, the backhand side. Yeah, so if you haven't seen uh, Liam Pitchford of England play at the World Championships, get onto it. Um yeah, his backhand is so smooth, as Jeff said, you know, especially back from the table. He's just there and he's just ripping, ripping his backhand. I remember seeing Pitchford at um, at the World Championships in Moscow and he was pretty young then. I just saw this young kid and I remember talking to Alan Cook, um, the coach, and uh, and talking about him. And he was he was pretty excited um, then about the prospects of uh, Liam Pitchford. But uh, now I'm sure he's very, very excited about uh Pitchford and uh, the English team winning that bronze medal. Absolutely. All right, Alois, that wraps up show 235. Thanks, everyone, uh, for watching the show and for getting questions in. Love answering your questions and talking about table tennis. Hope you have a great week. I want you all to get involved in the Power of Practice Challenge so pick a skill, the table tapper or the spin catcher, and get started. And for those of you who are already doing it, keep going, keep improving. And lastly, a big thank you to you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff. And, uh, yes, good luck with your table tapper today. Um, I'll be uh, heading out shortly to do my uh, spin catcher. And uh, let's see where I am on that little stock market graph today. Indeed. See you, everyone. Happy table tennis.